we're back. 2022. You know, I can only imagine what this year has in store for us. Well, really, we already kind of know, right? More behavior that keeps any potential intelligent life in our galaxy from communicating with us. You know, things like people walking other people on leashes dressed in dog costumes in public. Everyone in the video votes, by the way. I mean, they might as well give the actual dog voting rights at this point. Data would make much of a difference. Here's a woman howling in her yard. And here she is on a walk with her master. Come on. No, come on. Let's go. Let's go. Hey. Hey. Come on, Jenna, go. Let's go. Bad girl. Let's go. Keep walking. Folks, if you're watching from overseas and planning a trip to America, your plane ticket is basically general admission to a safari. That's what our cities are. You could do anything there. Nobody looks twice. You want to walk your girlfriend onto a plane with a leash around her neck? Go ahead. That's what this guy did. Yeah, see? Everyone will just pretend like they don't see it, like these people. Yeah, they're all reading all of a sudden. What are we doing? Do we know? I mean, this is the type of stuff people used to keep as a secret in their house. Now they're all coming outside and mixing in with us now. Chalk another one up for the internet. That's how they all find each other. <laughs> they, they must empower each other on there and be like, it's okay to be a dog. Human pups matter. Let's show the world who we are. Could you imagine being on this plane? If you're listening, we're looking at a plane full of furries and like two regular people sitting amongst them who have to probably endure this for three hours. I'd switch my flight. You know all they'd be doing the whole flight is making little puppy noises, giggling, or however these people communicate in these costumes. It's like our news feeds are coming to life. Like, it's one thing to see this stuff online, but when it starts showing up in your real life, holy crap. Now, that's a nightmare. I just started cleaning out my social media accounts. I, I've been trying to limit my news feed to interesting people only. Artists, musicians, and anyone who has anything interesting to say or, or show. I, 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 I want to see what you've made, what you've created. Imagine if that was what the youth consumed all day instead of these constant dance videos, twerking, lip syncing, stupid, unoriginal nonsense. Like, you'd think they'd see somebody do something interesting, get inspired, and try to tap into their creative side for once and come up with something interesting. Uh, I, I don't get it. Anyway, speaking of artists, Kat Von D is going to join us in a few and chime in on what we're talking about here. One of the most talented people I know. Her house is insane. I got lost in it. Yeah, her and her husband Prayers invited me over when I was in L.A. They're over the L.A. thing, too. They're moving to a small town like I did. It's just getting crazy over there. The people have completely detached themselves from reality in that city. 
Anyway, we're going to tease her a little bit when she comes on. This is what happens when you're friends with me. We're not friends unless I roast you. Then it's official. Before we get into things, I got to shout out my sponsor, Raid Shadow Legends, for supporting the show today. Here's me earlier thinking I know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, this is going to go well. Can we just call the police or... Yep, well, that's the end of that. This is actually a pretty ambitious game, I gotta say. If you're into RPGs, this is the one. Look at these characters. They just released this one. This is the Hydra boss. Look at these creeps. You got the head of Blight. This thing just poisons everyone. You gotta burn it alive. You got the head of Wrath. This thing can wipe you out in one shot. You hit it enough times, it triples its attack power. You got the head of Mischief. This guy's a crook. He steals your buffs and just gives it away to the other heads. You got the head of decay. This one heals the other heads. Plus, if you try to heal yourself, he reverses it so it hurts you. I mean, this is just the worst fight you'd ever want to get into. You got the head of torment. This guy's constantly applying true fear on your guys. News networks probably contract him out once in a while. Then you got the head of suffering. This is the main tank head. You attack him and you get hurt. Good luck with that one. There's a ton of events and tournaments happening in Raid this month. Raid's also giving away a super limited edition champion to both new and old players in Raid. It's esports legend and Navi superstar Simple. All you have to do is log in for seven days between now and January 28th and he's yours. There's seriously never been a better time to get started and if you use my link in the description or scan my QR code, you'll get a free starter pack worth almost $30 to kickstart your game. We're talking a free champion, Tyrell, 200k silver, one energy refill and one XP boost, and one ancient shard so you can summon awesome champions as soon as you get in game. You know what I forgot to mention? I should have did this at the top of the show. This is the one-year anniversary of the show. One year of archiving social insanity. I feel like we should have a toast. Here, let, let's, let's pour a glass of wine. All right. I'm probably going to spill this. I only have a whiskey glass. Who cares? This is actually the blood of TikTokers anyway, so whatever. Yeah, I have all the top creators draining in a strainer outside. Just kidding. You have to say that now because social media platforms don't know what jokes are. You know, one day historians will refer to my show for reference like they do when they refer to art galleries in Florence when dissecting the Renaissance era. The only difference is this show will be used to reference pivotal moments in the idiocracy era. So let's toast to being immune to whatever spell caused mankind to plunder into this bizarre reality shift people are swimming around in today. Here's to maintaining a level of integrity and common sense in a world plagued with hypocrisy, victimhood, censorship, lies, degeneracy, the list goes on. And let's not forget who the top contributors are. That's right. I'm talking about the emotionally unhinged, the overly sensitive, the incompetent, the self-absorbed, the power-hungry, the manipulative, and all the vindictive individuals that bring nothing but grief to this planet and cripple our society by externalizing their trauma onto others. 
Here's a fat middle finger from me and all my friends watching and listening around the world. Salute, everybody. Speaking of degenerates, you're not going to believe this one. You thought the girl who did a photo shoot in front of her dad's casket at the funeral was low? Oh, it gets lower. It always gets lower. The bar drops about every week now. How about a mom TikToking at the hospital next to her newborn who's fighting for its life on a breathing machine? Oh, yeah. I can't even show you this on here. Anything with kids, the video gets pulled. At least for me, it does. But I got a solution. Starting a day... Right now, actually, I'm going to start putting uncensored bonus segments of the show on my Patreon. This is going to be stuff that I can't show you guys on here and things I can't talk about. If you're on there now, you'll see I've been putting all my banned videos on there. Everything that YouTube has pulled down, it's all on there. But we're going to ramp it up a bit. Every show that I do from now on, there will be a completely uncensored bonus segment that'll be exclusive to members of the Patreon. Joey B. Uncensored. No bullshit. Starting today. Get on there after the show. We're going to explore this so-called mom who felt compelled to uh, dance for the internet with her hospitalized newborn on display in the bottom right of the screen. And I also need to tell you guys about the gang of perverts that tried to come at me the other day online. This will blow your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> Viewer discretion is advised. If you're going to do the Patreon, it's not going to be for everyone. I'm just telling you right now. Anyway, let's get into the news. Now, I don't know if you guys saw this recently, but CBS apparently put out a drone video of someone placing sheep food in the shape of a syringe in a field as hundreds of sheep fall in line and fill out the outline of the syringe. This was supposed to be some sort of promotion for the vaccine. They literally associated sheep with getting vaccinated. I mean, they're either extremely out of touch and didn't even think about it in that way, or they're literally underhandedly mocking the vaccinated. Either way, if this was supposed to be a promotion, this is the worst advertisement in history. You basically said, this is how we see you. You'll do anything we tell you to do. Here's free food. Take your shot. I mean, they bribe us with food to get the vaccine. If this is appealing to you, just think of this when you think of vaccination. Mmm. Vaccination. Mmm. <laughs> I'm getting a very good feeling. And not just any food, like the worst food you could possibly consume, fast food. Krispy Kreme is offering free donuts for those who get vaccinated against coronavirus. White Castle is handing out free dessert to anyone with proof that they have received the COVID-19 vaccine. You can now get a free mini cheesecake from Junior's if you can. Yet they're offering a solution to a health crisis? This is literally the equivalent of them laying food down in a field for sheep. They're dangling cheeseburgers over our heads. And people wonder why anybody's skeptical that this whole push is a ploy for control and profits instead of health. I mean, this is beyond the vaccine debate. This is a why is our government and media insulting people's intelligence debate. That's what we should all be debating. Whether you're pro-vaccine or anti-vaccine, you would think everyone would be in agreement here that the way they go about promoting this is really disingenuous. Yeah, I mean, they're talking to us like little incapable children. 
Vaccination. Mm. <laughs> That's why I find it hard to believe that they'd be so out of touch to not see the correlation here with these sheep. I mean, treating people like cattle by dangling cheeseburgers over their heads is calculated. That's decided in a boardroom amongst people to do that. But maybe some things slip through. Then again, we do see how many out-of-touch people there are at the top. Like that Let's Go Brandon thing, right? It's code for F. Joe Biden. This is like public knowledge at this point, right? Well, the president and his wife does some call-in thing not too long ago, and this guy calls in and says, Let's Go Brandon right to Biden's face. And then Biden just repeats it. Like, yeah, let's go, Brandon. Yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas as well. Uh, Merry Christmas, you. and let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I <laughs> yeah. agree. Hey, by the way, where, are you in Oregon? Where's your home? I think we lost him. He didn't even know what it meant. Nobody informed him. Like, you represent us, and you're not aware that the Internet is flooded with this? I mean, this has been chanted at public events. It's on the news. It's everywhere. Then again, half the time, he doesn't even remember that he's president. Now, when President Harris and I took... He's done this multiple times. He just keeps referring to the vice president as the president. But all kidding aside, of course, President Harris is a proud Howard alum. Then when you ask her who the real president is, she gets mad. So who's the real president of this country? Is it Joe Manchin or Joe Biden? Madam Vice President. Come on, Charlemagne. I really. Come on. I, it's Joe Biden. I can't no, tell no, sometimes. No, 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 no. It's Joe Biden. And don't start talking like a Republican about asking whether or not he's president. Do you think Joe Manchin and, is and a problem? It's Joe Bi- and, it's Joe Bi- and it's Joe Biden. And I'm vice president. And my name is Kamala Harris. Yeah. Like she can't fathom why anyone would ask her that. The guy's up there constantly talking about, I'm going to get in trouble if I say that or do this. I'm sorry. I'm going to just the last question I'll take. And I'm really going to be in trouble. In trouble? You're the president, right? Thank you. And I'm happy to take questions if that's what I'm supposed to do, Nance, whatever you want me to do. Then he's addressing people from a fake stage setup to look like he's out in the Oval Office, like a literal movie set. Have you seen this? Yeah. And then she's got the nerve to get mad when someone's like, what's going on here? And I'm vice president. My name is Kamala Harris. Again, I I can't believe that we can't all unite in agreement that this is absolutely insulting to our intelligence. This is beyond politics. Democrats, Republicans, everyone in between should be asking questions about this. I don't know. Anyway, I, I, I hate even talking about these elected officials, and I really try to limit the political talk, but some of this stuff is so stupid that I have to showcase it sometimes. This stuff needs to be documented. I got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They'd look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. 
Because I'm telling you, if the tide ever changes and balances out a bit more instead of tipping the scale with absurdity like we're living in now, people will look back at this and be like, wow, why were people okay with this? How did this happen? This will be the most fascinating era for a lot of people in the future. If things ever balance out, which I don't see any sign of that. I'm not going to lie. That would be like me saying Demi Lovato will do a complete turnaround and become an inspirational figure in our society. I left that yogurt store and didn't get the yogurt that I wanted. And then I had a hard time the rest of the weekend. I don't think there's any turning back for that one. I mean, she's shaving her head now. It's like the Britney phase. I called it too. Back in July, I posed the question, how long before Demi Lovato shaves her head? This year or next? Five months later, she shaves her head. I'm not saying it was hard to predict, but I'm starting to think I know her better than she knows herself at this point. Jason Maverick on Facebook writes, she has a head like a half-sucked mango. Interesting observation, Jason. Oh, <laughs> oh good, 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 good. Here's a headline that reads, woman makes $45,000 weekly by selling farts in a jar. See, now, one or two more significant things will happen before she's no longer newsworthy. For example, woman who sold farts in a jar retires after being hospitalized. Quote, I thought I was having a stroke and that these were my final moments. I was overdoing it. See, that was her full body of work in the realm of being a whack job. She will forever be known as the girl who sold farts in a jar. That's her legacy. Hey guys, today I'm going to be showing you a day in the life of a girl who sells her farts in a jar. So I like to get things rolling with some beans, a protein muffin, sometimes even a yogurt, less sugar is better, some hard boiled eggs. And today I decided I was going to make myself a protein shake with some yogurt added to it. And oh, I was feeling it for sure. Uh, while I wait for those farts to develop, I like to read. I'm very smart. Love to read. Anyway, we're going to have Kat on in a minute. But before we do, I want to lead into the interview with something really relevant to part of the discussion I want to have with her. And this goes back to what I was touching on at the top of the show about what people, particularly the youth, are consuming in their news feeds. TikTok is like their MTV. Like when we came home from school, we just immediately put MTV on. The difference is it showcased artists. I don't know what these platforms are showcasing now. Well, I I mean, we all know, but I mean, I don't know in the sense of what the purpose is. Twerking, lip syncing, reenactments. Is this all the youth produces and consumes? They all just copy each other and do nothing original. I mean, if Kurt Cobain didn't exist until 2022, nobody would care. He'd upload songs with his band, and it would get like 50 views like everyone else's band gets online. They don't play rock and roll on the radio. They don't don't promote it on any of these platforms. Hip-hop's completely dead. It's just mumbling and auto-tune. And don't get me wrong, there's plenty of talent out there. It's just the real talent don't see the light of day. It's the garbage that sees the light of the day. I mean, look at what this kid's doing. I've mentioned him before. He's a kid from Africa doing these incredibly lifelike portraits of prominent people in our culture. Now, you would think this kid would be promoted by all the major social media platforms. Tonight Show interviews, 
No, instead they recommend clips of no talents like Charlie D'Amelio, who literally do nothing, like billions of views. This is what the this is what the algorithm gives you. Oh, you like crap? Well, here's more crap. You'd think they'd fine-tune it to detect that you're watching crap and once in a while pop in and be like, hey, we notice you're watching crap. Here's something that doesn't come out of a horse's ass. Maybe it'll motivate you to do something with your life that people will appreciate or admire, but they won't. None of these platforms care about that. If they did, they'd use their direct line they have to the youth to start promoting thought-provoking things and challenges to create things. Not the side view challenge where you turn your head and everyone judges your side profile. Yeah, sweeping the nation. Ugh. I always go into my guest on a low note. Anyway, let's talk to someone who actually has some real talent. Hopefully there's some younger people watching this today and could get something out of this and maybe inspire them to tap into something they're good at and turn it into something to be proud of. Let's get Kat on here and we'll have some fun with her. My next guest is a world-renowned tattoo artist known for her beautiful portrait tattoos. You've seen her do her thing on LA Inc. She's making music now. She's got a U.S. and European tour coming up. One of the coolest people I know, Kat Von D. What's up, Kat? <laughs> I hate having to listen to intros because I'm, I'm like suck at compliments. So thank you for saying all those nice things. <laughs> well, look, we got to talk about two things right off the bat. Your house. Okay. And your carnival game <laughs> skills. Just so the audience knows, I witnessed you do the unthinkable at the Santa Monica Pier. I mean, there's been stories of people doing what you did that have been handed down for centuries. But as far as I'm concerned, those are myths. The ring toss game. Everybody knows this one. They give you a bucket of rings. You got to try to get one to land on the neck of a bottle. Nobody wins that. And somehow you, sh you show up and you just nail it. I mean, are you like the female Donnie Darko? or some shit I mean, <laughs> I mean you you obviously I know some, think that was just pure luck <laughs> i don't know i think you know some form of magic how else could it be done i i've my whole life i've gone to these damn carnival games i don't i don't i never win anything they're, they're designed to make you lose but i don't know i think i mean maybe you were just my lucky charm because i that, i've never done that before that that it felt pretty damn good uh, i think i screamed so loud that it was like alarming to everybody around like it sounded like somebody got murdered i mean out of everything you've accomplished in life all the beautiful portraits you've done your music starting a family where would you rank the winning of the ring toss challenge <laughs> it's up there with having having a baby wow and it'll never happen again you know it's one of those special moments i'm so glad that you were a witness to that yeah i mean this is the only thing i want to talk about for the entire interview <laughs> i miss you i wish I, you were here you, we had so much fun when you were here are you kidding i, I you're like my homie now <laughs> you know i have a full review of my experience with you this is this is going to be like a live Yelp review. It's a it's a five star <laughs> review though. A lot of people want to know what it's like to enter the world of Kat Von D. So I'm going to give the people a first hand <laughs> okay. review of my experience. So let's start with the house. So first of all, it's not a house; it's a castle. All right. You, you don't have chairs; you have thrones. <laughs> I felt like I was walking into Empress Matilda's castle in medieval times. You know. <laughs> 
Look, you know I got lost upstairs when we were on the way to dinner. You, you did? I did. I was looking for my sunglasses. You guys were in the car. Raphael was trying to help me, right? Yeah. And we were all leaving for dinner. I got worried. I thought if I went into the wrong room, a knight from the Roman Empire was going to grab me or something. You were I, like, this is, this is how every horror movie begins? Yeah. <laughs> I do have to be honest. When I saw your pool, I was a bit concerned. You know you know why? Well, you know, it's red. I mean, it looks like yeah. I walk out there. It looks like the pool at the end of Scarface when he gets shot and falls in i i figured I, I figured maybe secretly you didn't like what i do and made friends with me so you could lure me to your home and take me out i don't joey i would never uh, that, that pool trips a lot of people out i think it confuses most people they think that it's uh that the water's red and it's no yeah. the water's like super clear it's a saltwater pool yeah and so there's like, cause I'm like a super hippie about chemicals. I'm like, I don't want any toxins around me or my baby. But anyways, so I, um, I just have water in there. I, we painted the pool red and that's what made yeah. like the actual floor of the pool. And, um, that's what gives it that effect. But I think some people are creeped out by it, which I, you know, I, I don't mind creeping people out, but I, I think it looks really cool. I like the aesthetic of it. Now, all the jokes <laughs> aside, I, I think it's awesome. And I look at my house, I go, I, I'm, I have a boring existence here. I want to start painting my <laughs> house red and do it. I mean, but now you're moving. So, I, so no. you're officially leaving LA and moving to Indiana. And I was going to ask you why, but I know why, because people have gone nuts in LA. I mean, you don't have to say yeah. it, but there's a reason there's a mass <laughs> exodus happening. I mean, but I, honestly, yeah. in your own words, what made you want to leave? Um, I mean, there's lots of things uh, to, to be honest. And I never want to polarize listeners in any way. I think some of the topics uh, and reasons why we're leaving, um, sorry, that's my cat's butt. Um, you know, can, I don't know. People get so sensitive nowadays. I tried to, yeah. to not talk about politics too much, but, yep. but I think, you know, maybe it would be different if I was single, you know, and was renting home or something. But now that I have like a kid and, you know, I'm, you know, I'm an adult now. So it's like, I, I just have to look at the future and the, the, what the future holds and, and what I want. And I think that the idea of living in a state or a place that's more surrounded by nature or uh, just with people that have um, certain values that align with your own. And uh, that's something that's really important to me. And it's not to say there's not people like that here, but it's crazy. I, I you know, I've lived in Hollywood all my life and right. I think I'm good. I'm good on that lifestyle. And, you know, maybe yeah. whoever comes out here and takes over this house will be more in line with what's going on in here, you know, but yeah, it's it's get it's getting wild out here. It's getting pretty wild out here. And um I don't California's not the California I I've, I've known. It's definitely not the the LA that I've known. And um so, you know, it, it's it's pretty it's a it's a trip. Yeah, you have um, the right mindset going into it. I mean, I could just say as someone who grew up in a small town, yeah. moved to a big city and has now since yeah. moved back to a small town. I don't think I'll ever live in a big city again. I mean, there there there's yeah. a certain level of breathing room that you get in a small town that you don't get in a big city. So, you know, the way yeah. you describe your outlook on this is that this is that's what you're going to get. No more lines, no more driving around for an hour to find a No billboards, spot. No, no no traffic, no you know. And I've got land, you know, we, yeah, we, we want to grow our own food and do our own farming and stuff. I think, um, you know, but I will say this, that like small towns aren't for everybody either. You know, like right. the town that I picked is a, an extremely small town at less than, you know, 10,000 people. And, um, you know, there's maybe three restaurants in the town. There's no Postmates, there's no Uber, none of that. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, it's a lot of 
like older generation or new families. And so, you know, if you're single and you're young and you're looking for love, this is not a place for you to move to. Like this is a place for people ready to plant some roots. And, um, I guess this is my P- PSA trying to like deter people from moving to my town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I it's, like it, it the way it is. <laughs> someone like me who grew up in a completely different environment, I feel like it, it was very hard for me to adapt to California just because the culture is so different. And it's hard for someone like me who came from a small town to navigate such a big city, you know, between San Diego and LA. And now here you are, someone that grew up in one of the biggest cities in the country and now you're going to a small town so it's almost like yeah. it's going to be the same thing for you there's going to be a, a learning curve and a, and a sense of adapting that that you you might not be used to everything's going to be slowed way down you know yeah but you know i you know you've seen me in in action um I, i'm generally i'm i'm a hermit i don't really go out i'm not a you know i'm sober i'm not like partying uh, i have right. a lot of people that come and visit me and share share moments with but but in general, I'm, I'm, I like to create in isolation. Like I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, I think I'm more concerned for my husband. He's more of a social butterfly. Yeah, you know, I want to make right. sure he still feels like he's got his friends. So, um, it's, it's going to be nice. I think it's going to be great. I honestly think I'll probably be more creative out there. It's a trip. Like I used to, you know, be like a lot of people out here in California that or in, in big cities that, they just assume that the middle of America is just filled with like a bunch of hillbillies that are not educated and not refined. And, you know, they don't understand. And that's just like, it couldn't be more further from the truth. Like every, everyone that I've met out in small towns is like more, more worldly than most people that live in Hollywood. You know, they're yeah. uh, more educated in the sense that, you know, they know how to build a fucking house with their hands. And that yeah. to me is wildly attractive. And, yeah. um, you know, I, that's something I want to raise my kid around. Like, I feel like, like if there was a real apocalypse to take place in LA, um, <laughs> I feel like most of my friends out here would just, all my guy friends would be like, ah, yeah. you know, it would Whereas be the over zombie there, apocalypse. Like, it would be the yeah, complete over there, zombie it's apocalypse. Like literally like, hold my beer. We got this, you know, and I love that. Yeah. Um, Well, it's funny that, you know, some of these bigger cities and people that live so far removed from nature, they, they, they have a lot of opinions about people that live closer to nature talking about middle America and the South. And isn't it interesting when you actually go there and you realize that whole perception is a farce. And meanwhile, those people who talk all that shit about those people, they rely on those people for everything. All the farmers, all the people building a house, they're not than a finger, but yeah. yet they're putting them down yeah, as course. if they know better than them. This, that's why it's just insane. Yeah, to me. it is. And I'm, and I think, um, I, you know, I've been lucky enough to have been able to travel the country, uh, you know, on tour and stuff. And you see all different sides of, um, of the, of the country as well as the rest of the world. And I feel like there's a definitely like a lack of, um, gratitude as cliche yeah. as that sounds, you know, uh, like one thing that really bothers me is like this kind of anti-patriotism trend that's going around. Yeah. And I think, you know, like most things it comes with good intentions, but, um, w- w- my personal take on all that stuff is that like, I'm a, I'm a fucking immigrant. You know, I came, I was born in Mexico and I came from a tiny pueblito where we didn't have electricity running water. Um, my first house that I lived in was pr- practically borderline a hut. Like we had dirt floors. Um, my, 
Uh, like if you look at my childhood photos, I'm running around barefoot, like on mud and we would take baths in literal buckets of water because we didn't have an actual bathtub. And, yeah. and it was a beautiful life too. I'm not knocking that as well, but here, I feel like there's this, you know, when you talk about privilege, you know, like when I see people complain about the cer- certain state of, of this country, while they're, while they're typing on a thousand dollar cell phone, it's like, you don't, uh, you don't know, you don't, you, you don't know what poverty looks like yeah. <laughs> real poverty, real struggling. Like I, there's not one day that passes me that I'm not so grateful for um, living in this country that allowed me to make a career out of doodling on people's skin. You know, it's like, yeah. um, sometimes I just want to yell at people like, man, like stop being a spoiled brat. You know, I think um, about this a lot too, Kat. I, I feel like it's a byproduct of of how good it is in this country that we almost have spoiled. We've created spoiled children that don't yeah. actually appreciate what they have. You know what I mean? Because it's like you take all yeah, that yeah. shit away. I mean, at this point, if you take people's phones away, they'd be begging. They'd do anything to get their phone back. Kids, you know what I mean? Like sure. they, they couldn't imagine growing up like you did. Or, you know, my great grandparents who were from Italy. They came over on a boat. They didn't even know what the country looked like. They couldn't read or write. They had kids with them. And they're just going to be like, we'll yeah. figure it out out and and you and yep. we arrived to the country and they're being spit on called all kind we weren't welcome yeah like the italians weren't welcomed into this country but no. guess what they they appreciate it more than people that grew up in this that grew up in this country which is which is yeah. interesting i mean you you have more patriotic people coming from third world countries and living here versus people that grew up here who had a head start over those people and they don't have a damn good thing to say about the yeah, country yeah, i look yeah. at america almost as if it's like a business partner it's like look it's not going to be easy, but we're going to give you the opportunity to do whatever you want to do, just like with you. I mean, you get to yeah. be an illustrator, or a tattoo artist. I mean, all this, all this great stuff that you couldn't do or prosper with in, in, in all kinds of anywhere. Countries. Else. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Not at this level, that's for sure. And I think you know, now that I have a kid, uh, and I won't talk about being a mom or anything, so so your your listeners won't absolutely be disgusted. But I will say that as as a mom, like now. My one of my biggest concerns with my son Leofar is like, I don't want to raise him. Like I, this is already going to be such a big challenge to, um, to teach him and instill like the same values my parents did. Like it was, I think it's a lot easier when you're coming from nothing to to have like a sense of value. Right. I think it's going to be more challenging to teach Leofar like, hey, like this shit is not, is not to be expected. Like you live a life of luxury. Like this is, this is luxurious to have a beautiful house like this. And, um, you know, that's something to, to work for. It's not handed down to you. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So I, I think we're going to have a better chance of instilling those values into our son in, um, a place that's not LA. <laughs> I think it's fantastic what you're doing. And it's funny because I know a few people, um, who, you know, grew up a little more well off than I did growing up. And I would never have been able to tell that they came from that based on how their parents raised them and the yeah. values that they made them work and earn things for themselves. So, you know, yeah. it really does come down to the parenting, I think, when it comes to, you know, shaping yeah. your kid, you know, and building character from an appreciation and all that. But, you know, on a side note, talking about, you know, what you do for a living, I got to say, it's really refreshing to see someone who has made a name for themselves based off of their talent rather than their TikTok and skills, which is, you know, consistent, oh, consistent yeah. <laughs> of basically doing nothing. I mean, out of yeah. all the hours you spent 
throughout your life mastering your craft, building a business, writing music, etc., is it all just a little bit disheartening to see a large portion of the youth today inspired mostly by people who dance in crosswalks and twerk in their bedroom? Yes, and I can't help to feel a tiny, tiny bit guilty to contribute to a lot of that. You know, I think uh, when I think about um, when, you know, I started a makeup line, uh, you know, 12 or 13 years ago. And since then, since then, I have sold it. And uh, a lot of it was for those specific reasons. You know, I think that the makeup world mutated into something that I feel comfortable being a part of anymore. And um, not for anything other than like, I don't know. I just, I, everything with me is always about intention. Whatever you're doing, do it with the right intention. Right. Uh, I'm, I, I, I enjoy being able to create art and then also make that my means of, of living. I think that's great too. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, I mm-hmm. think like, uh, just cause you're an artist doesn't mean you have to suffer. You can, you can capitalize on things and you should, you know, I think if you work hard enough, you, you know, you should be celebrated and stuff. And so I, I'm proud of the things that I was able to contribute, but I, I remember towards the very end of my, um, my career in the makeup world, I felt so much pressure from, uh, especially the people that were investing in my company mm. to, to do things that were, um, you know, especially in the YouTube world that I just was like, Oh God, this is, this is torture, you know, right. like, uh, for me, you know, other people yeah. do it really great and it's, and it's fun for them. And for me, I, I'm not one to, um, I don't know the, the, the vanity aspect I struggle with. And, Um, you know, my, my concept of beauty is, has nothing to do with exterior. So how, how do I, how do I walk that tightrope of working in an industry that is literally that, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's hard because I don't ever want to judge people. I think like, you know, whatever, you know, there's an art to that garbage as well, you know, but, um, but yeah, there's, there's some stuff in that world. That's quite repulsive. I mean, that's how you and I met, you know, I saw some of your videos and I was like, Oh, cool. This guy gets it. And, um, and you know, I love seeing your comments because I feel less alone in this world. Like, okay. Other people are seeing what I'm seeing as well. You know, uh, we have, like, I showed you the the street, right, right across from where we live. It's like influencer alley, you know, it's (laughs) like, it's, it's, it's the famous street with all the palm trees that line up with the Hollywood sign in the back. People just travel from near and far to risk their own lives and put other people's lives sure. in there just to get the shot in the middle of the street. And, um, you know, we take my son on, on walks around the block and it is disheartening because there's a certain desperation that, that it feels like there's like a, you know, without making it too sad is like a bottomless void that people are trying to, to fill with all the wrong things, you know? And I bet that every one of those kids or or adults has some sort of unique ability in them that if they only honed in on that, maybe, I mean, they they, they might be wasting their fucking time. Listen, like (laughs) I remember I I started, I started uh, tattooing when I was 14 years old. I knew with a very clear vision of what I wanted to do from an early age. And I think part of that is a blessing. And part of that was just my character and, and who I am at my core. But I ended up having a leg up on a lot of people because I started sooner and I dedicated more time and hours. It's not that I was born with this innate talent that like God blessed me with. Like, no, I there was a skill. I sucked in the beginning and I worked really hard at at getting better. But while everybody else was partying, while all my friends were making out and smoking weed, I was tattooing until the wee hours of the night just to wake up and do it all over again. So I think that like 
when I think about the amount of hours people put into um, their TikTok videos or whatever it is, you know, whatever yeah. they choose to do with, you know, whether it's watching binge watching Netflix or, or whatever, I, um, you know, you're, you're investing that time into you're mastering that, you know, whether yeah. it's good or bad. Yeah. Maybe these people are great at other things or maybe they've wasted their life. Yeah. Like, are they, are you squandering all your time? And, and look, I'm still trying to figure out a way to balance my, my time and how I invest it. Cause I, I do like aspects of social media. I like mm-hmm. connecting with a lot of, like, I, I feel like my fans are extremely talented and artistic. So I feel a specific bond with them that, you know, maybe other people's fans aren't the same. I'm, yeah. But um, so I, I try to find that balance, you know, where it's like, cool, how do I share parts of my life that are interesting and that people want to um, see, but without, um, without contributing to that world, you know? Yeah. No, and I, you know what? I might, I might have a lot more followers if I were to do those stupid dance videos, but I won't. Yeah. But, <laughs> that, but, that, but see, this is the thing that I respect about you is that you're not known for any of that. You're literally one of the rare people right now who has a platform based solely on their ability and all that work that you put into to, to master your craft and all that. And everything that comes after that is basically a byproduct of the effort that you put into it. And I feel like that's, that should be inspiring for a lot of people to see that's staring at a blank page in their sketchbook right now and then flipping through their Instagram and seeing people with no talent. Sorry to say, some people Mm -hmm. just are not, you know, really doing anything that anybody can't do and they're getting admired, they're getting sponsors and great for them. I mean, I'm not going to knock anybody's hustle or how they make money and all that. But you know, it's like, I bet you a lot of people are throwing their their sketch pads away. You know what I mean? I mean, what incentive do kids have to be creative anymore? I mean, you know how many amazing artists are out there online with like 42 followers? They're not sharing art on TikTok. It seems like a lot of kids are not interested in that and that's where all the kids are. The kids aren't concerned with art or original music, song, writers they they share videos of themselves lip syncing to other people's yeah. work and everyone comments how amazing it is it's fucking weird to me it's tiktok's taken over by i feel like it's just that what's popular now is has been taken over by untalented people who lift up other untalented people to make each other feel good about being untalented and and i say and i know it sounds awful but it's like i it breaks my heart when i see people do what you do and they get discouraged and they disappear online or maybe they end up working in an office or something because nobody there's no platform that actually lifts up these kind of people that's why i try yeah, to always yeah, but share you, but you know what though yeah at the same time at the same time if if you're if you're gonna if your heart is gonna be so fragile that yeah. and that that as an artist you have to seek validation through your amount of followers then maybe you shouldn't be a fucking artist either yeah you know I I think I think a big challenge too with artists like um like you know my Instagram for example I don't follow a lot of my friends the the people that I do follow are people that are creating content that I'm okay if that gets into my subconscious so I, you know so because I feel like that's ultimately what's going to happen when you're you know if if you're consistently daily looking at something, eventually it becomes part of your subconscious. And so I didn't want to brainwash myself with, you know, uh, my friend's boobs or they're a picture of a latte or or whatever the fuck, like, that's cool if you want to post that, but, um, I'll just be friends with you in real life, you know? But so most of the people I follow are like either painters or designers or like things that I like to, to, to actually look at. Or, um, I do have a, a few friends that are, you know, kind of wild, but their captions are just so they're great writers. And I thoroughly enjoy reading their captions, you know, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think, um, there's, 
I have a lot of friends that are great artists, but they just don't know how to do the other side of it. You know, like they're, they don't know the business side of it or the, the social media marketing side of it. I mean, I'm still learning it too. You know, I didn't have a TikTok up until recently and I don't have that app on my phone. Like I, I yeah. spend literally zero I don't have the password for it. My team has a password. I will cre- create content every now and then to that's exclusive for TikTok that I send to them. And yeah. it's all really music related, you know, like us yep. singing songs or whatever right. it is. Um, I'm not, I'm not really selling anything, you know, and, yeah. and who knows, we'll see how it goes. If people like it, if people don't, right. I think it's more just for my fans, but, um, yeah. but I'm not trying to quote unquote go viral or anything. That, right, that, that's such right. a weird concept to me, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and yeah. And, and, my way probably doesn't work for a lot of people. That's cool, you know, but um, yeah, it's just, it's a trip, you know, I'm just so grateful that people like you exist, man, because it's, it's good to be able to shed, shed light on, on these things and, and in a, in a, in a nice way too, you know, (laughs) we have to laugh at this shit sometimes. (laughs) Absolutely. Or it'll drive you crazy. And you, and you almost have to show people in a way too, that there is kind of a, sense of trying not to take it too seriously because that would also drive you crazy too yeah you know going back to something you said you brought up a really great point about um how sometimes artists don't have you know per se that business mindset and it's like it kind of made me think back to a lot of people that i know who are really talented and you're right i think maybe being an artist you know there's a lot of um people that are introverted that are artists you know and um, artists are emotional people you know what i mean to put you know their feelings out onto a song or on a sketch pad or whatever a lot of it stems from personal you know experiences and stuff so it's very sensitive too much weed too i mean you know (laughs) right 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 (laughs) like like that's 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 been kind of a common theme that i've seen through you know and i'm sure you've seen it in like even in the world of comedy it's like uh like substance and you know i i am sober so i I don't think everybody in the world should be sober but for me it works yeah and uh i have a lot of friends that have like you know drug or alcohol issues that hinder them from focusing you know and being productive i personally get up super early like and i try to be as productive and use use as many hours and minutes of my waking moments to to you know, get the best out of the day. And whereas yeah. I have some friends that like smoke a shit ton of weed and they just yeah. don't wake up till 3 p.m. Yeah. I'm like, isn't it interesting though? It's like, you know, works for them, but you know, I, I'm not going to put a blanket statement on everybody because some people are just functional yeah. and create great things. There's, so, there's some great, I, I've known a lot of functional drug addicts that like, I'm like, dude, more power to you. I wish I could do that, but I, I can't, I can't have even an occasional drink or else I'll ruined my entire life and <laughs> well speaking of speaking of famous drinkers there's a friend that you had that i've always wanted to meet and someone who most people would have on the top of their would have been on the top of their list to party with lemmy from motorhead r.i.p yeah yeah what, what, what was it like hanging with that he guy? was a fun, he was a functional addict um you know uh drinking and drugs um but but yeah i love i love lemmy i love loved and love lemmy um and miss him every day actually uh yeah, yeah you know he's one of my favorite people on the planet and um I, yeah I have, I have yet to meet somebody that knows him that has anything bad to say and that's pretty rare i think um yeah he, he's the coolest i'm staring at a sword right now actually in the All dining right. room i don't know if i showed it to you when you came over no. there's this giant um it's like a two-handed german sword yeah I'm looking at it right now and uh, because he, he gave that to me the first day I met him. And I oh, remember wow. like uh, he came to my shop, I tattooed him and he like, I had this, this like just hokey little like 
goth dagger thing on hanging on my wall, like super cheesy. And he just like rolled his eyes at it. You know, I had no idea that he had such a large collection of weaponry. Yeah. And so I did the tattoo and he was like, Hey, I want to give you a gift, you know, like come over to the house afterwards. And so, um, I showed up to his house and he opens the door. Uh, I think he was wearing like sweats or something that I never imagined he would be wearing. You know, I thought right. he like slept in leather. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I, I would think. Yeah. And he opens the door and he's just there holding this giant sword and he's like, this is a real sword, you know? And, and, uh, yeah, I just, I'll probably take that, that to the grave with me, but yeah, he's, he's a good guy. They don't make him like that anymore, you know? No. Yeah. But he's a perfect example of a functioning addict, you know? And, uh, the amount of, you know, he produced until his dying day. And I, I love that, you know, I think, uh, a lot of like my favorite master artists were the same way and, um, you know, dating back to the Carvaggio's and Rembrandt's and all that stuff and even musicians too. But, um, yeah, it's, it's weird. There'll never be another Lemmy. <laughs> I, I just feel like the music scene is convoluted with like pop music and and a lot yeah. of the mumble rap and all that stuff. I mean, to each their own. It's just not my cup of tea. Yeah. But I just feel like like where is the next Eddie Vedder? Where is the next Lemmy? You mean to say nobody out there exists like that? And why? I mean, th- those are icons. Every generation has yeah. had icons that had you know like really really meaningful uh, lyrics in their music stuff that makes you think about your life and 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 paint pictures of past memories and it makes you emotional i mean like edm yeah. like i i don't understand how edm does that for people i don't understand how some of this mumble <laughs> rap does for it's like where why why isn't the youth or the powers that be or whoever puts this stuff in front of kids and or adults like why don't they want to give people some of those fruits man yeah i don't know i mean i think i wonder if it's if you know if music is truly like a reflection of where we are as, you know, a culture, mm. then that's maybe a cry for help in ways. But yeah, I don't know. I, like as a tattooer, I remember tattooing nothing but like portraits of musicians and lyrics and album covers. And, uh, and it's, that's kind of died out. And I wonder yeah. if that has to do with like the fact that people's lyrics suck so, so hard now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I think you touched on something. I you know, think it, it's in, it's, it comes it's, from inside, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I listen to like a cure album, I mean, I could easily tattoo any of the lyrics from the disintegration album onto my entire body and I'd be su- super happy, you know? Yeah. No, I think there's a time and place for everything. You know, I like some kind of like, I don't want to say garbage music, but you know, like there, there's some stuff that's dumbed down that I, that I, you know, I can, I can understand. I can get behind this, but, yeah. um, but it's not, it's not, it's probably not what I would opt to listen to right away, but I'm like you, I love sharing, you know, the band that nobody's ever heard of and just shining a really bright spotlight on them. Because yeah. when I fall in love with somebody or when I fall in love with something or, a, um, or a song, like, I just want to share that with the, with everybody. And I want them to fall in love, you know, me too. So I like, I, I'm not active on, on, on Twitter anymore, but, uh, I used to do like a song of the day every day. And it was always just obscure bands. And, and, uh, I think I got like a lot of people to discover some really cool music through that. Cause that I love it when people share with me new, n- new bands. Like I'm, I'm constantly chasing the high that I, that I feel when a song just like cuts me to my core. You know, I love that. Like that's, it's a, it's a literal high for me. And, um, you know, now it's just getting a little harder to, it's like few and far between, but you know, 
when yeah. it's good, it's good. It, it's I, I'm the same way. I love sharing that with people and, and having people, you know, experience that new feeling, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, and a lot of the music I listen to is emotional. There's always some kind of meaning to it. It's like, so you want other people to kind of feel that, you know, I, I think yeah, that's why totally. like, what's cool about, you know, this conversation, you know, is that I, I feel like the moral of this is that, you know, at least in my angle here and why I bring up a lot of this stuff about meaning and, and you know, uh, creativity and, and emotion and anything, to, to any kind of work that you put out there that's going to spark or elicit some emotion in somebody. It's because I want I want young people to see, if they're watching this, how cool and special being creative is. And really just like putting your heart out there rather than just the vanity driven stuff. I mean, look, yeah. it's, it's like, look, of course, we're all we all can be vanity driven in our own way. We could all be narcissistic in our own way. But if that's your entire identity, yeah. I feel like you're kind of not tapping into. I think you're robbing yourself of, of your potential and what you could actually give to people. Yeah. But anyway, look, Kat, I don't want I don't want to hold up your time. I, I This was awesome. And, and I want everybody to know that if they're planning to go to one of your shows, because I know you have a tour coming up, yeah. what was really cool about it, Kat, is, and I knew this and you confirmed this to me after the show, <laughs> is that you basically, and I knew this right away watching the show, is that you designed basically all the aesthetics for the show and the visuals and stuff like that, which I thought really, really accented really well on the music. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, lo I love, um, I love like uh, just storytelling especially through live performances and um you know without naming any names like i've i have been to shows in the past of bands that i really love and then you show up and they're just like sitting with a mic and a cardigan like right, being the most right. boring thing on the planet i'm like oh dude fuck that like i i want to see like like i want to see a show like when you see kiss play it's like whoa like there's just so much yeah. going on and i think that like uh not to say that we're kiss or anything but right but you know like i i did work pretty hard on like all the live visuals and having it um syncing with the music and then you know i i think all my bandmates are extremely sexy and attractive and and talented uh but i do have like a contortionist that you know we've designed music around her performances and uh, our costuming and all this stuff. And I think that that's that, that you should give people a show, you know, like Absolutely. I, I don't want to, I don't want to watch my uncle play a show. I want to watch like <laughs> a superhero, you know? Absolutely. And so, so that, that's, that's fun for me, but yeah, we did, we did announce our upcoming tour for the U S and Europe, but I don't know which state is the closest to you, Joey, but I hope you come out to, to whatever show is near you. Cause I'd love to hang out again. Oh yeah, no, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it, and I and I got an idea, and we'll t we'll talk about it after. But uh, you know, I wanted to say thank you for doing this. Okay. Always a pleasure talking and hanging with you. Oh, and you. where could everybody find tickets for the show, or what do you got coming up? Anything that you want to let the audience know about? Oh my God, I'm I'm the worst at being an ad, but I'm, <laughs> I'm like, uh, it's okay. Uh, yeah. All I want to say is just thank you for everything you do, Joey. And uh, I hope I didn't bore your fans too much. Uh, I, I really love your fans so much. They uh, always leave the most uh, intellectually charged, <laughs> hilarious comments. And um, I, I, I almost get just as much of a kick reading the comments than I do watching your videos. So, <laughs> Well, I, I, appre I appreciate that, Kat. And look, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. I'll see you again next time. Peace.